0: your back for some more pain I see all right well we're moving down the relationship way it's not quite like slippy J way but it's pretty close so where are we at with our we went through mm, this is more of a theory so uh, it comes up with, why are the best things that I do in life backwards? Is it because I'm looking into a mirror? I don't know. Um, what do you think? If you thought, like a... I don't know. I don't want to have to go down that way. That is Slippy J way, and we're not going to do it. So, I'm going to change this up. I'm going to call an audible, if you will, in on it, um, give you something a little more uh, substantial, Okay, so this is actually something that I did some research on in, because I wanted to get it to be based on evidence and not just a trickery, but it's back on the belief systems, um, which we don't believe in. You don't believe in belief? I surely don't. Um, here's the tricky thing, though, with the beliefs, is we all think ours is right right well it's not a belief to me if i'm if it's mine if it's mine then it's, it's not a belief it's good until it's not but when it actually almost everything we believe in is at some point in our lives will eventually be at least partially wrong <laughs> you know things change is basically how i have to say that uh, and that that allows growth forces growth actually um, but after all, if we really didn't think our ideas were right, we wouldn't even believe in them at all. So our beliefs are never completely correct. If you think of it this way, and that's a hard thing to deal with, but completely correct. In fact, psychologically speaking, we're highly fallible um, because we're emotionally driven and self contradictory um it's kind of like the meat of robots who are occasionally so dysfunctional it's kind of a amazing we can even wipe our asses in the morning type thing um when we used to look at what other intelligence are out there so if we accept that this is our starting point you know we have to have some kind of starting point so if we accept this being our starting point we can really move into saying something like, I believe my beliefs are correct and that's why I have them. I, that's a lot of beliefs and believing. Two would be something like, some of my beliefs are probably incorrect. At least you're being honest. Um, Your best next question should be, um, what's the best way to determine which of my beliefs is correct? Or more correct. Or something to that effect. What's the process that you develop for questioning, uh, using that amongst our, uh, on ourselves? Spotting our erroneous beliefs. Simply erroneously. Um, what's the process we develop for questioning ourselves and spotting the uh, repeats and the, um, before they really fuck you up? Because you don't think they will, but they will. Um, Because logically speaking, because you know the cult's based on logic and reason. So I have to think of it logically. A starting point would be to name many and the most common mistaken beliefs that we tend to hold on to. So that's what we're talking about. Um, the basic beliefs that assumptions, or actually, the yes, yeah, assumptions that uh, you and I regularly buy into that has very little basis in reality. And when I say you and I, I'm talking about you and somebody else. I mean, <laughs> the goal really today is to show you um, how it is that you can begin to question your own basic beliefs and assumptions to get rid of. And then ideally to for that ability to self question extend into many different things. Okay. It's basically doing checks and balances about yourself for yourself. Self. Checks and balances. Why you say good question. Why? Because we need to get ourselves back to governing ourselves. And it starts with questioning and that kind of stuff. So. On the surface here, it seems like it would be pretty empowering to believe, uh, the reasoning would go something that if you believe, you know, you're doing so that you'll have more confidence doing it if you believe in it. Right. Okay. And if you have more confidence in doing something, then what you're doing should be better, right? You should be doing it better. Are we on the same path? It's just, what do we have this way? It's another self-help book, right? That's basically how it turns out to be. Um, just believe in yourself type shit? Yeah, I mean, of course sounds nice on the surface, but it doesn't actually do much. Just think about all the people that you know in your life who are complete fucking idiots through most of them. Right. Uh, Yes, they seem convinced that they know what they're doing, but my God, they're complete fucking idiots. If you give confidence to the wrong person, that could be very dangerous. There's retards with confidence. There's, you know, but I'm yeah. I'm now. They've done studies, of course. They've done studies on everything, but they've done studies on the, um, the. Well, it basically shows that how the overly sh- strong convicted people about they will justify a lot of their own bullshit right which i think a lot of us do we don't want to be wrong so much in other words there there's a fine line between knowing what you're doing and your ego and we discussed ego and persona and all that and we just you know i've decided that this that the dissolving of the ego is bad we have to have it there So, the antidote to this ego is simply accepting the fact that you might not know what you're doing. Okay? That'll just kick the ego down a little bit. Because we don't know what we're doing a lot. We're as much of a complete fucking idiot, we just don't do it as stupidly and as loudly as others. So, we have to keep that that in check, and that's how it can be done. Now, who tells us that we know or we don't know? Ironically, it's probably some expert sitting around saying it in the first place. And again, research shows that the adapt to change in the humans is very incompetent, basically. But the change is inherent. Therefore, it's the only constant. It sounds pretty simple, but that runs into the second belief and that second belief is something that I call it is it's not fair because shit ain't life that life is not fair. You know, if it was, we wouldn't all have to be winners. <laughs> um, for example, I'm trying to think. Remember when you're a little kid and let's say you wanted to, hmm, you want to do something. Anything and your parents would say no, and you'd say that's not fair, or it's not fair, or something to that effect. Life's not fair, little fucker. Get used to it. And, you know, um, I hated that shit too, but uh, when you grow up and you start to see what mom and dad were saying back then, it's kind of right. Life isn't fair, everybody's not a winner, and in fact, you couldn't even conceive of all of these dimensions of a different piles of crap that come on to you at that young of an age. Um, so you probably should listen and know better the next time. Now you've probably heard this over and over again, but I always have different ways of thinking about what it is that's said, um, and saying it in different ways because we want to think differently here. Um, what if the issue isn't life's unfair but what if the issue is our definition of unfair things that make you go hmm obviously every decent thinking human being unlike me believe, being believes that people are morally equal which is untrue i.e. You no know, individual's life is inherently more value than the other, untrue. Um, somehow, we still think like that, but then from that, many of us extrapolate the assumption that we should therefore all experience the same pleasures and suffer the same pains. We take away our individuality, and that simply doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. After all, how do we know how much one person suffers? More than us, less than us? Whether something's horrible, maybe they like it, you know? Leave the fairness argument to the courts. OK, That's, the court of law can deal with that kind of shit. That's not for us. In our day to day lives, we don't need that. When the economy crashed, no one said, oh, oh, that's fair. Right, life is not fair, just remember that. And you're no, no special person that's gonna get special treatment all the time. So look, it's not fair, and that's, I'm not as handsome as Brad Pitt. That I grew up in a place that was really full of tractors. Um, I'm still going to do shit anyway. Hell, I'm going to do even harder shit, and faster, because those are the drawbacks of what really matter. (laughs) Um, They are the things in life that we control, and therefore they are the things in life we do not control. And put your time and energy toward these things that you can control, and fuck the rest of it. And that's what I'm saying. Do not worry about things that you cannot do anything about. It is as simple as that. I've got it in a few different ways of these little excerpts. Okay, so uh, the belief that more is better, okay? Bigger is better, yes. If, they're, if they don't believe in bigger is better, then they're small. Mm-hmm. And I've written and talked quite a bit about, the whole, the one, the source, the, uh, make more, buy more, fuck more, believe more. Um, but they're all basically killing you slowly. I think on some level, perhaps most people understand the materialism and the consumption of everything ultimately is a hollow pursuit of which never satisfies you. And yet we are all still fall into this more is better type thing. And I've been just as guilty of it, uh, collecting shit that I didn't need. Computers were the number one thing. I, I don't need 19 laptops. Okay. But I had them. I was collecting them like that. And even when we do reject that consumerism, the, we almost always replace with something new and shiny. Uh, A lot of the millennials reject the goal of having a big house with a big lawn, with two big cars, with a big garage, with a big suburban neighborhood because they don't want to cut the lawn. Lazy fucks. No, but many of these are the same people that have simply replaced material consumption with experimental. So they got little houses built by... I don't know, 3D printers. Whether we're chasing the material wealth or the material minimalism, it's the same. We're almost always doing it for the same fucking reason. And that's to fill some weird, empty void that we feel inside of ourselves. And that is on so many different levels, people. And yet, having more options at our own disposal, tends to make us more miserable instead of happier. Chasing more experiences tends to leave us scattered and wandering instead of focusing committed on what our goal is. It's not the the man that has too little, but the man who carves more that is poor. Wouldn't you like to have less being more? Don't get me wrong here. Now, the new experiences and new people and new places are all great. And they're the beautiful thing about experience. It's just at a certain point, there's a diminishing return on more and more and more. Right? So... I've argued a few times that in order for us to find a meaning and purpose in our lives, that we have to trip over it, remember? Um, We almost always have to do the opposite. We have to focus on simplifying. We have to cut out what's not necessary, as I say all the time. Cut out what's not necessary. Don't worry about it. It's not anything you can do about it. To end an addictive cycle, you're going to consume more and more experiences to pick up a handful of pursuits. People will commit, um, to them passionately and then have them to, it's too much. You're trying to do too much. Then it doesn't do well. Would you rather have one thing done really well or three things done halfway Now, we start that, as I talked with it about bargaining, we start to bargain with ourselves when we start to face this and we want to fix it inherently, but this is the first thing that goes down the tubes, is we start to bargain for what we think we want. Okay, so we're going to, it's like praying in a way. But it's with ourselves, and it's talking, hey, if I can do this, if I, I just I have so many, ten of these, then I'll be happy. You know, that kind of lying. That kind of bargaining. Um, goals are supposed to be set for different reasons. And they're supposed to be a means to an end. Or a show of... Hmm... Movement. Uh, they, okay, so let's say goals can be very bad. Um, sometimes, you know, but take you save say, you want to lose 15 pounds because we think that'll make us happy, right? I'll look better than and in So your goal is to do 15 pounds. Right. Well, you'll achieve your if you achieve that goal but it doesn't make you feel any better or different inside because you're still broken okay if you go and get botox or go get your lips done or go get your whatever done you're never going to be happy that's why i don't date people with fake shit on them because they're never done with it So if we get caught up in our achieving, and our uh, commitment to achieve these things, uh, they become an end of this. We decide, like I said, with the 15 pounds, um, we never get the emotional okay, the emotional um, base of our self-esteem to grow. The goal is to do that, but it never happens. You'll fall short of your goals and you will be miserable no matter what. You will achieve your goals, but it won't make you feel any better, or different than you did. And there you are miserable again. That's because you're not, you're externalizing something that has nothing to do with the problem. So you look inward, not outward. In the first case where you fall short of your goals, and you're miserable. Your failure to achieve these goals make you, you feel more hopeless and desperate. Sometimes those goals cause us to do shady shit, you know, underhanded shit. Like, but um, it's kind of a cheating. And we're not, not proud later, so sometimes it's that guilty pleasure. Sometimes we become obsessed with our goals um, and sacrifice things that we shouldn't. So be careful with setting your goals and your mantras and all that crap uh also even with uh if you achieve those goals um if you were too invested in them they don't hold the same water as you thought they did they seem almost empty afterwards there's a brief high but it doesn't last long enough for it to be an ecstatic thing like fuck yeah you know what i mean but i you know you, you just follow it around and really just walking around and bewildered and saying, oh shit, what did I, what do I do now? Like, if that's not bringing me fun and enjoyment and nice, what the hell? Now, when I was out in Silicon Valley, they had this saying or thing that they did. And it, um, they said, strong opinions held loosely. Because they know they eventually have to let it go, right? Right. Well, I say, I changed it around and said, bold goals held loosely. Okay. The point of goals is not necessarily to accomplish them. Most of the value in what it is in them are that they give you a direction to move it. They give you something to work towards. They give you purpose. They give you ways to improve yourself. The exact quantity of the improvement is less important. And uh, speaking of self-improvement, masturbation, self-improvement, yep. But, because I like big bucks. We move into self improvement. Is not what you think. Beware of self-improvement because self-improvement be- can have the opportunity to become low-level addiction. I've seen it over and over again. People get into this self-improvement thing, and they usually, mm, they just get addicted to it, like everything else. It really becomes a problem. They get hooked onto this feeling of progress, and then the sense that they're accomplishing shit. And they spend a lot of time tinkering with shit, um, and their work schedules, and maximizing daily planners, and seeking out opportunities, financial you name it, they start going crazy. Mm. And all that is taking up a lot of different things, time and supplies. and um, But they're just looking for anything to give themselves an edge. This sort of obsession is a maximization of productivity, but it's only for a short period of time. It is absolutely the guts of emotional life. It'll fuck it up. The, the dangers of becoming obsessive of self-help addicts are many, um, and it might sound stupid, but it is very, very true. Because just like a computer that is always trying to become, maximize its potential of being, like, basically it's making it more efficient is what it is you become self-absorbed, and you struggle, and you emphasize, uh, but the, the computer doesn't do that. You, um, you become trapped in a prison of your own goals, basically. And then you start objectifying things, and then the most meaningless, meaningful, meaningful purposes or moments in life don't show up at all on your calendar on your to-do list, on your little stickies. There is often value in doing something that provides no value whatsoever. Um, That's the concept of ontological, mathematical zero. There's very much in zero. There's very much value in zero. It's not nothing. It is nothingness. But it's also very important to for you to develop, um, as you grow, an interest in the capacity for self-improvement, because you want to take care of certain things. But it's also important to develop an interest in the capacity of non-improvements also. those That's why I say every man and every woman should have three vices. Those are those three things that, you know, smoking and whatever gutter porn or whatever it is it's just three of those outlying ones yeah don't fix them you can change them around but don't take them away and as I did this um, year after the year I sat down reflected and uh, a lot of times the can learn to this is what I did was update my core thing so I updated my Um, I don't have beliefs, so it's not beliefs that that were updated, but my ways of looking at things and how I'm going to change and try them differently and test them. Um, But for a lot of people, they are beliefs that they do have, and that helps them make uh, sense of all the chaos, uh, the messy world. It helps them act on incomplete information that they might have um without beliefs we'd be a little more of a stimulus responding people or machine just reacting to whatever life throws at us um moment to moment where we wouldn't be able to self be able to make those decisions to go a different way and it's kind of like your dating life in a way it's one disaster after the next Um, and what your belief system is about relationships is how it might be factoring into the disasters for, um, if you believe people are only interested in getting their own needs taken care of, you're right. And they really wonder why um, they end up with selfish people. If you're constantly overspending on money and always feel like you're behind, look at your belief system on money. And there's your answer. So you'd have to be skeptical of your own beliefs, which will originally uh, like me. It's bullshit. So you realize that and then you stop having them. You can still observe things, question things, not know things. um, And then you update your what you know of it. The more you do, the more you know. And if you don't know now, you know. And that's really another one of those steps that will bring so many, um, so much bonus to your life really, because um, every belief that you have is gonna be uh, flawed in one way or the other, because it's impossible for it not to be. That's why I don't have them. Um, It's right until it's wrong. Just because your lack of knowledge of the law doesn't mean you're not going to get in trouble if you get caught doing something that you didn't know was wrong. Okay, so. It's not so much that you need to adopt the correct core belief system as much as you have to be open to change it. Um, There's a mental manual, if you will, that you have how to operate in this world and it keeps you running around into the same problems over and over again and in your life it's probably time to update that manual as i say update your your bios okay and leaving everything with a question is always good so it sends you with homework how do you know who and what you really are You do not know, and you will never know, really. We will think we know ourselves. We will think we know, uh, but psychological studies show otherwise. And so does the fact that most of us don't know where we came from. And that's the biggest kicker right there is you don't know where you came from. So you don't know where you're going. And that's a belief system that you have to, the humans seem to have to have for them to exist. So go change it around. I've got to get out of here and do things. You guys have a good day.